are recording. Oh snap. I am recording mostly. Yay. Andrew, say something. Hello. Hello. We are winning. Is it me you were looking for? Not at all. Please. Wait, is no. that copy is that copyright if we sing it? No. Yes it is. Well, who cares because this is the Cape Chronicles episode number 56, and we're going to copyright the crap out of everything in this episode. And, Please um, direct ready. all legal uh, inquiries to Mike at randomchatter.com. <laughs> and uh, my lawyer is Andrea, so I know I will win. Uh, this is <laughs> episode... 56 and this we're not covering a movie we are covering 50 plus movies on this episode where we are going to go back this is kind of a retrospective episode we feel like we've gotten to a good stopping place before we're going to really start hitting like the big motion picture movies um you know your your dark knight rises your iron man 2s the ones that really kind of set things up and uh, so we wanted to go back and kind of kind of give a little bit retrospective on our rankings for all of our movies that we've done so far. So I cannot give you my rankings alone, but I am Mike, uh, and I have with me three awesome and amazing co-hosts. And the first amazing co-host I'm going to call first is Andrea. How are Yay! you? <laughs> oh, thank you. You should have an applause here. Flowers. Rob, I am doing fantastic. Much better now that you've called me this. Oh, well, good, good. And I'm going to call on. See, if I call on either one of these two, the other one's going to be automatically like disown me. So I'm going to do them both at the same time. Fred and Fred and Carrie, how are both of y'all? That is such a cop out. <laughs> I'm doing good. Much you're, like our political. Lucky I can't go ahead. What kick the butt? Huh? <laughs> wow listen guys i'm excited about being here tonight and uh, going through some things uh i'm not really gonna kind of tell you what to go do because if you've listened to our podcast now you know you're supposed to be going to randomchair.com anyways for all your informational needs so with that being said let's go ahead and dig on into this review so thank you david by the way for keeping all these notes up for us we want to appreciate that because that's come very helpful on this episode so we have fred and andrea joined us right after they joined us their first episode with us was batman forever and they did not get to do any of the movies we did before and we didn't actually start doing rankings until we me and carrie watched the crow uh so we decided it's not fair if we just start The Crow. So we're going all the way back to the very first episode where it was me, Carrie, and Eric in the first episode and when we covered Superman. So we're going to re-rank these movies based on your thoughts on how you feel now. Some changed, some probably didn't, and some movies we haven't even done before. So if you're listening, take notes. Here we go. Superman, December 15th, 1978. What do you all have? Out of 10. I'm going to give this an 8 because it's the first, it's basically the first superhero movie. It, it deserves, it deserves a high, a high ranking for, you know, the time it was released, the, the, what they managed to accomplish. And this is like 
yeah, like I said, this is like the the starting off point for all of this madness. Okay. I agree with Carrie. I think this movie is... It sets the stage for all superhero movies to come. Um, If this one bombed, I don't think superhero movies would have gotten off to such a good start. So, yeah, it wasn't perfect. Um, It still had a long ways to go, but for the time, I think it was really good. Uh, So I'll give it an 8. And unfortunately, I won't have a rank for this one. Because I have never Have you ever seen it? No, I have not. I know! Have you seen Have, have you seen any of the Christopher Reeve Superman movies? No, I have not. Okay. And oh my see, the goodness. The thing is, is that it's nothing to do with DC, but Superman is not my favorite. And oh, he's not my favorite either. And it's just very difficult for me to get through um, Superman. So I just I'd rather just see any other superhero movie. I think that unfortunately, it's too long past my time for me to have watched it unfortunately maybe eventually i will take a look at it and watch it uh, but no i have not watched it yet oh okay okay well i go along with carrie and fred it's definitely an eight out of ten for me as well it has its um it has its moments not perfect but it is the cornerstone from which all pretty much superhero movies have been built on so Congratulations, Superman. Next up, Superman 2, June 19th, 1981. I'm going to start us off. As you notice, my Superman movie rankings start decreasing after the first one. This is a 6 out of 10 instead of 8 out of 10. Um, Again, it had its good moments, but it was starting to get some more bad moments than normal. So 6 out of 10. Fred, what do you got? Oh, let me see. This is Superman 2? Yes. Superman 2. Give it a six. The, introdu- <laughs> the, the, introduction, the introduction of General Zod to the movie-verse. You gave it a six. I gave it yeah, a six. Yeah, he gave it a six. I was not how, that how is he? How is he not fired by now? What? Yes. Wow. Wow. I gave it a five. All right. All right. Moving with it. Um, and then I know Andrea hadn't seen it. No. <laughs> Carrie. Alright. So, uh, this is my favorite Superman movie or it was until Man of Steel. Uh, so uh, I, I, I actually have two rankings for this. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Superman 2 a 7. And because it's it's the superior version, I'm giving the director the Donner cut an eight, because it makes so much more it makes more sense. Um, some of the effects aren't aren't done, but it it's a it's a superior movie, much like much like most of the director's cuts for the Snyderverse. Mm, okay. All right. Um, Superman 3, June 17th, 1983. This is the one I, I, page I do story. have something to say. Yes. Oh, boy. I have not watched it either. <laughs> <laughs> For those that of you who my voice, I am still here. <laughs> yeah. This... This is things where things really start to take a turn for the worse for for the Superman franchise. This is where Gus is introduced. Um, <laughs> they bump 
computer guy, and this is where Clark does something bad and goes on a drinking binge, overcome by guilt, and suffers from a nervous breakdown and splits into his two persons in the junkyard. And this fights was a missed belt. opportunity to introduce Brainiac. This was definitely it. They did miss the opportunity to introduce Brainiac, but look. I mean, if they introduced Brainiac, this movie still would have got the 3 out of 10 that I gave it. So. I'm still not as generous as you. Um, I went uh, 2 on this one. Ooh. I'm a a little more generous. I'm going to go 4 because I'm going back to what we... I remember when we discussed this uh, back at the beginning of of life for this podcast. I... I hit on the possibility that they were that they were trying to say something about uh, the oil crisis from the seventies. Yes. And I, I thought I thought it was a missed. They they started to say something and they kind of missed the opportunity on it. Uh, but for for that, I'm giving it a four. Okay. Look, I gave it a three mainly because of Gus. I actually liked Richard Pryor in this movie. Oh, yeah, Richard Pryor is awesome in so. most things. One of the things, I don't know, you just uh, brought to my just recollection, um, and I think that we have mentioned it, or I have mentioned it before in other episodes where we've talked about DC Comics. Um, there is Superman Red Sun. I think that that's one of my favorite Superman stories. Um, and it's it's a comic book series of what would have happened. It's an anime movie, too. Yes, yes. And I was going to bring it up. Yeah. Um, so it's what would happen if um, Superman was part of, like... Was the, raised by the Soviet Union. Yeah, the Soviet Union and stuff like that. And I think it's fascinating. And there is um, kind of like a movie. Um, I watched it on YouTube. I don't know if I should be saying that, but if you want to watch it. Mm. Bye. I'll just shut up again. <laughs> Brent, we, we, we support illegal pirating here. No, not just, no we do I'm not. Just uh, again, again, send all of your legal inquiries to Mike at randomchatter.com. Which That's spelled T I M. No. 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 Do not drag him into this. Oh my goodness! It don't, it's okay. He doesn't listen to our episodes, anyways. Um. That that's good though. So Superman three. Um. There was that. All right. So since Superman three did so well, they decide. By the way, Red Sun is on our list to watch, along with I'm adding the movie The Old Guard too. Awesome. Okay. Good. Because like the that. old guard is technically a graphic novel superhero movie, and I saw that it's, it's coming out on a Mike's Movie Minute here soon. Works for me. Uh, so since Superman three was such a smashing success at the box office, they said, "Hmm, let's capitalize a year later on July nineteenth, nineteen eighty four, and put out Supergirl." For which I gave it a. Let me see. What did I originally give it? Nothing. So therefore, it's going to get a one out of ten from me. <laughs> this time. What about y'all? Fred, I Andrew, have you one, seen this movie? I thought this one did better than Superman 3, and I gave Superman 3 okay. a 2, so I'm going to give Supergirl a 2.5. Oh, okay. Uh, Andrea, you haven't seen this one either, have you? No, I have not. Okay. I, it, it's not 
it's not a great movie. And as I was saying before we recorded, I mean, this is this is the first female superhero movie. Um, so, for as weird and not great as it is, it kind of for to me it deserves some respect in that aspect because they act they tried. They right. Try hard. They didn't try hard enough. But uh, I, the, the dumpster or the bulldozer scene. Yeah. Uh, but I, but I understand, I, I mean, I, as we were saying before, I was saying before we started recording, you know, I remember the nervousness around when Wonder Woman came out and how they weren't sure that it was going to perform well. And I did, I, I remember pointing out at the time, you know, look, we had the, the, the female superhero ish led movies that we've had so far you know supergirl electra and if you want to throw catwoman in there we can throw catwoman in there (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly it it doesn't have there's not a good track record no and 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 there's and there's this pattern there's been this pattern of you know a, a superman franchise goes down the tubes, and a few years later, they reboot it. Batman franchise goes down the tubes, and a few years later, they reboot it. But they don't do the same thing for any of the the female superheroes until now. So I'm going to give it a three based on, again, the fact that this is the first female superhero movie ever. I mean, yeah. we had we had this, and you had the Wonder Woman TV show. That was it, until you know the '90s. Oh, you had Charlie's Angels. That's true. And, Char- and Charlie's Angels. <laughs> I guess they weren't. But Charlie Charlie's Angels aren't superhero movies. Aren't superheroes? Bosley is. They're just fires. <laughs> All right. So since Superman three did so wonderful, and Supergirl did absolutely amazing in the box office. They decided to bring a movie out in July 24th of 1987 that almost tanked every the remainder of the superhero movies for the rest of our lives, and that was Superman 4. Superman 4, this is when a nuclear man was introduced. <laughs> and and, and well, we got the first uh, introduction of John Cryer to uh, the DC Universe. Yes. All right, we need to pause here before I rank this. Um, what's our lowest ranking? Is that a one or is that a, a zero? One. It's to, uh, it's should we should we give should we be able to give a zero? Let's I'm fine with a one. A group. I don't think so. A zero would be my ranking for all the Superman movies that I haven't watched. Um, I can't. I so, can barely. Oh, there you are, sorry. Andrew. So I would say. I can give the movies a zero because I have not watched them. And all the movies that we have not watched, we should rank them as zero. But movies that you've watched, you should give them a one. It's kind of like you providing them that, like, I watched it. It's a pity one. And that's it. But I think right. zero should be for movies that we have no no reference to. That's, so, that's understandable. I, I like that. Okay, okay, then I give this one a one. Okay, I, I I I'm with Fred. I give this one a one simply because, kind of like Carrie said, I we get John Cryer, 
who would play Lex's nephew in this movie, but would eventually come out to play Lex on Supergirl in the current TV shows. Zero point five. Then that's still on the table. I mean, (laughs) I'm gonna, I'm gonna not do that. Just give it. (laughs) (laughs) How complicated this. Carrie, did you give your answer for this one? No, I have not. Um, compared to some of the other movies further down on our list, it's not quite as bad. Oh, no, it's bad. It's bad, but it's not quite as bad. I'm going to give this one a two. It's as if a, a man was created with the nuclear radiation from the sun bad. I'm just saying. But it's not spawned. <laughs> Oh my goodness! No, we'll get to spawn and it's the shadow spawn, in a little bit. It's not spawn. It's not. Hey, they're hey. coming. They're it's coming. Not spa- it's not spawn. It's not the. Pu- it's not Punisher War Zone. It's not oh, Underdog. Spirit. Exactly. Spirit. Oh, all right. Well, the one redeeming movie two years later that came out that redeemed the superhero genre was Batman from June 23rd, 1989. This was the Michael Keaton Batman. Um, This movie, uh, I'll just put it out there to me, is automatically going to get a 9 out of 10. This was the first superhero movie I had ever seen in my life. And I absolutely loved it. This is where I fell in love with with, with Batman the character. Um, no, was it not was it perfect? Not at all. But was Jack Nicholson amazing as the Joker? Yes, he was. I still think he was really good in his role for that time. The comic book campiness of Gotham City and what was going on was absolutely uh, a great. And I just thought Michael Keaton did phenomenal um, as as Bruce Wayne and Batman. So this movie is going to get a nine out of ten. Uh, anything to me over an eight is a movie that I dare put in any time and watch just because I want to. So nine out of 10 for me. I agree. I'm, I'm also going to go with a nine out of 10. I mean, I, I love Tim Burton. I love Batman. I love this cast. Uh, I love, I love the score. I love the soundtrack. It is it is nearly perfect. So yeah, it's I, it's going. I'm gonna give this a nine. Yeah. I don't want to ring the same bell over and over again, but I completely agree with both of you. Um, watching this Batman movie really brought me into the comic realm and uh, superheroes in general. Uh, I I fell in love with this movie and I watched it over and over again back on VHS. Uh, one of my favorites growing up. So nine out of ten. Awesome. Andrea, have you seen this one? Yes, I have. Um, Freak yeah. A million times, um, my little brother, he goes through bouts of, like, obsessions. Um, and one of his obsessions for a long time was Batman. Um, so every single time I would walk by his room, it would be this movie. And it would be um, the other Batman movies. Unfortunately, I when I was re-ranking these movies, um, I was looking at them in a way it's like which ones would I prefer to watch again um that's not to say that this is like the worst movie I mean there's a lot of bad movies here um I enjoy the movie similar to Carrie I really enjoy Tim Burton style movies um he does this is why we get along yes he he's very whimsical and I think that the movie did a really good job of showcasing his whimsical side and he has a trademark and you can see it within this movie. And I think that 
Um, the Joker did phenomenal. Um, so, although it's not a 9 out of 10, I have to give it a 7. Um, because, again, it's not one of the first movies that I will pick out to watch. Um, but if it's on, I will, hands down, put the control down and watch it. It's an enjoyable movie, and it has some really notable moments. So, 7 out of 10. All right, awesome. Awesome. Ooh. And here we go. We're made it into the 90s now with this classic March 30th, 1990 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. As crime wave rises in New York City, April O'Neil thinks the Foot Clan is behind everything. And this we learn clan of. With foot fetishes? The what? Huh? This is the Clan of Foot Fetishes? Clan <laughs> with Foot Fetishes. Yes. Oh, man. Oh, this... Marvel has the hand, the TMNT has the foot. Um, I, I, I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's a, uh, a comic book somewhere that has the head, maybe, the I don't brain. know. Yeah, brain. Brainiac, yeah. Yeah, Brainiac. So, Carrie, what do you yeah. give Ninja Turtles? Um, I, I do really like this movie. Um, it's not one of my favorites. I have, I have issues with some of the fighting, but not that. It's not not completely terrible. Uh, I love the puppetry uh, in this. The, the it's like there are times when you almost can't tell that they're puppets, even though you kind of can tell that they're puppets. Um, I'm gonna give this an eight. Oh, okay, okay. Fred, what about you? I also went with an eight for this one. Um, I really enjoy watching this movie. It. Again, I really liked the cartoon when I was growing up, and I thought this was a fantastic um, big screen uh, live action version of something I loved as a child. Yeah, it has its issues, and some of the fight scenes are a little wrong, but hey, um, it was a lot of fun. Eight out of ten. Okay. I used to love the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I wanted to be a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Unfortunately, I don't have a show, but I, uh, my parents bought me a turtle so I could feel like I belonged. Um, so, <laughs> again, based on my rankings, um, would I rather see Batman or would I rather see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? I'd rather see Batman. Um, so I'm going to give this one a 6 out of 10. Um, I think it's a lot of fun. Um I really enjoy the fact that they love Peaks as much as I do. Um, and, yeah, I, I think that it's a fun movie. It's child-friendly. So, um, yeah, six out of ten. Okay. Well, I, I guess I'm going to be the opposite voice of, of, of reason here. I I, uh, I give this one a nine opposite out of ten, personally. Of okay. It's one of those, it's one of those movies that, Ranks up there with Batman for me just because of the the sheer quality of fun it is. Now I, I understand this is I was a child of the '80s, so I, you know, but I was also I grew up mainly in the '90s. I was born in the '80s, grew up in the '90s, so this movie to me was was right up my alley growing up in the '90s. Um, and you know, it, it was really cool because it had that one place where the Foot Clan would go play all those cool games and. And all they had to do was be a ninja with the group and everything. It's just a good movie. So it's a nine out of ten for me. I mean, it's just it's going to be there with Batman. Um, awesome. So, moving on, one year later, they decided since it was so good, 
we would get a little bit of Vanilla Ice in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 for March 22nd, 1999 or 91. So go Ninja, go Ninja, go Andrea. What do you think about this one? I actually did not enjoy this one as much as the So, I don't know. I I enjoyed the first one more than the original, so I think I'm going to go with a 4 out of 10. Holy crap, Andrea's fired. Wait, wait, what was your rating? I'm just kidding, Andrea. (laughs) It's just not as memorable as the first one. So, I, again, and I said this before we started recording, I think I was very ruthless with my um, rankings tonight. Oh, it's all good. It's all good. All right. What about uh? What about you, Carrie? Oh, Andrea, what did you rank this? I'm sorry, I missed it. I ranked it at a four. Oh. Okay, so I'm not that. I'm not quite that ruthless. Um, it this, it's not the greatest movie in the world. Um, I, I understand what they were trying to accomplish with. Um, the two new mutated characters. I, I understand that they were that they couldn't get Rocksteady and Bebop, uh, so they had to do something else. Um, Super Shredder was weird. Um, I, I, I did appreciate that they tried to science things up a bit. Um, didn't work so well. Um, I'm gonna give it a six. Mm. Fred, how about you, man? I'm actually right on line with Carrie here. Um, I really like the first one. I thought it deserved an eight. I think this one slid from the original, and I give it a six. Okay. I I, I gave this one an eight out of ten. I'm, it slid. It did slide a little bit from the first one because the first one I gave a nine. Um, but to me, this one is almost just as memorable to me as the first one because I remember the underground ball fighting scene with the turtle showing up and saving you know the pizza delivery guy. And, and and I remember, you know, the go ninja, go ninja, go scene. And I remember, the, you know, them fighting in the lab for the ooh, for the last container of ooh. They're memorable things for me in there. Uh, so it gets an 8 out of 10 uh, for me. Moving a little bit away from our typical superheroes, we have The Rocketeer from June 21st, 1991. This movie kind of just bats even for me at a 5 out of 10. This is the Elton John movie, right? I'm just kidding. No, yes. that's Rocket Man. <laughs> I know, this, Gary. This is this is this is Iron Man Part One. <laughs> this is Iron Man before there was an Iron Man. So, what about you guys? Never watched it. Fred, I thought I'm this sure was a pretty good like. I thought this was a pretty good feel good movie. Um, it didn't blow the socks off, but it was still a, a decent movie. I gave this a six out of ten. Yeah, okay. I'm 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 with I'm with Mike on this. Um, or not Mike, Fred on this. Um, it it's a decent movie. It, it's fun. It's entertaining. Um, I as a local, I I like kind of trying to figure out, um, you know, where they're where where they're where they're the where things are trying to take place here in LA. Um, so I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a six. All right. So it is available on Disney plus if you have it. So go check it out, Andrea. 
Um, next movie up, somebody is returning to us, and that is Batman himself. Batman Returns from June 19th, 1992. Not as good as the first one, but can I just say that Danny DeVito's Penguin was absolutely amazing, and we had a crazy wild woman as our Catwoman, as our really scary cat lady, but this movie is good enough to get a 7 out of 10 from yours truly, and uh, what about you, Miss uh, Miss Andrea? <laughs> um, this one is actually much more memorable to me than the first one that we ranked. Um, just, I think that the character of Penguin was really, really scary to me, um, and he was just icky in this movie um so i actually ranked it seven out of ten so it falls right next to the other batman that we ranked um again super enjoyable um very dark very fun um so yeah seven out of ten all right uh carrie right i should probably write down what i what i when I give other movies, I, um, this one, this one is ranking. This one pretty much ties with Batman for me. It, it, um, the, again, I love Tim Burton. This is one of my Christmas movies. Um, the score for this is one of my favorite Elfman scores ever. It plays like, it plays like an opera. Um, it, it's, it's, very, very fun, very stunning. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna give this also a nine. All right. Last up, Mr. Fred. I thought this movie was really good, um, but I do think it slid from the original. Uh, I like the original a lot more. Um, I do think Danny DeVito's Penguin was really good, but uh, I think the the movie was a six point five out of ten. All right. And then they're back. They're ready. They're shelling it up. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. They're going back to ancient times on March 19th of 1993. This movie, to me, was absolutely terrible. That's why I'm still giving it a 4 out of 10. I absolutely, out of all the ones that I enjoy with the Ninja Turtles movie, this one was absolutely the worst to me. Um, I did not like it. I think it was. Um, I think it was. I understand time travel was intense, but I think time traveling with these turtles was an absolute stupid idea in this movie. <laughs> I would have liked to see them stay in New York City. So I understand Carrie is going to be upset at me, but I'm going to give this one four out of ten, and um, I don't care what you got to say about that. Well, okay, so I feel <laughs> I feel bad giving this the same the same rank as Turtles Two. Oh, you um, should. <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> um, I I agree that it's not the greatest movie in the world. I like I like um, that they went back to feudal Japan. I like uh, I like the I did like the time travel aspect of that. Um, I thought I thought it was fun. So I'm gonna give it a six. All right. Andrea. Do you guys really want to know my ranking? I don't think you guys want to know my ranking. I really don't. <laughs> oh, no. It's a 10 out of 10. She does it. She does it. She gives it the perfect score. No, I'm saving that one for another one. Oh. Um, 
I I actually I'm just looking at my rankings. I said two out of ten. I just it again I did not like it at all. It, it's watchable, but I would rather watch something else um, than this. I mean, I would rather watch The Punisher over this. <laughs> so, Whoa! Ouch! Yeah. I was not as brutal as Andrew in this one. I do think this is the weakest of the three. Um, but no, I would I would rather watch this over Punisher Warzone any day. Whoa, I never said Warzone, okay? There's a difference. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Huge difference. Oh, wow. I rank this one at uh, 3.5 out of 10. All right, all right. And moving away from a little bit from the scene of regular movies we have our first animated movie on the list batman mask of the phantasm i know me, i know me and carrie have seen this movie have you seen it fred and andrea i have not okay uh no i have not okay so i'm just going to give this one a six out of ten uh carrie what about you well this is the this is the first uh animated movie on our list it is um a jump is jumping off from from the Bat- Batman the animated series, it's the same artwork, the same, the same uh, voice act, voice cast. Uh, it's an it's a gorgeous movie. Um, I, I'm gonna give it a seven. Okay. It's not it's not the best animated movie, but you know it it has the quality of the, the, of the it has the quality of the animated the animated series, uh, but in movie format. All right, and. On to the movie in May 13th, 1994, the one that started our rankings. And uh, I believe the rankings were like at a hot dog stands or something like that. I don't remember. Uh, fully loaded hot dogs. I don't remember. Um, it was The Crow starring the late Brandon Lee. Um, this movie is a um, movie about a man who comes back after death and takes vengeance. So the Punisher just in death. Um this movie is – I don't remember what I gave it the first time. Oh, the first time I gave it a 7 out of 10. But after thinking about this movie, um, I'm bumping that down to a 5 out of 10. So I know that makes Carrie mad because Carrie – It makes Carrie, me sad, yes. Carrie gives us like a perfect score. Yes, this is uh, this is what – this is this this movie is as as perfect as it can, as it can be uh, considering that they had to shoot around uh, – they had to finish the movie without Brandon – and they did an amazing job. It's a t- it, this is a ten. This is a ten on my list. Okay. I love this movie. All right. What about you two? Have you two seen it, Carrie and I mean uh, Fred and Andrea? No, I have not seen it. I'm sorry. I but have. Se- I will take Carrie's good judgment on it. <laughs> and I, I, have- I also suggest the the graphic novel. It's it's also beautiful. Um, I have seen this movie. I do think it's really really well done. Um. I may not be in the same camp as Carrie and ranking it so high, but I will give it an eight out of ten. Oh wow! Well, I gave also it. Also, the soundtrack average. is amazing. Yeah. I gave it average. It's five out of ten. It's average. It's not terrible. Um, all right, and on to a movie that came out on July first of nineteen ninety four. This Shadow. Andrea, have you seen this one? That was the Phantom. Yeah. Bizarre. This is Alec Baldwin. Yeah. No, I haven't seen it. Andrew, your mic is I, not on. I'm sorry. 
it's casting on the and <laughs> and on the what's it called audacity but i have to stop myself sometimes you know i haven't seen it moving on all right fred have you seen this one i have not okay i'm not sure if all I right carrie go ahead <laughs> okay uh, I have a feeling is, we're going to be vastly different on this one. Yes, we are, because this is one of my favorite superhero movies ever. Uh, I, I understand that it's cheesy, but I, I have a high toler- tolerance for cheese. I love this movie. Uh, I love the soundtrack. I love I love the cast. I mean, I mean, Alec Baldwin, Tim Curry, Ian McKellen, Penelope Ann Miller. This is, this is, the cast is fun. Uh, Jonathan Winters is in this, and He's amazing. Um, I'm gonna give this a seven. All right, and I, uh, I I do also enjoy the cast for this movie. Um, talking about cheesy, this is like canned cheese um, cheesiness. Um, I uh, I do not like Alec Baldwin as, and I'm just gonna put it out of the list. One of the reasons I don't like this movie is because I don't like Alec Baldwin as a person at all, um, or Alex Baldwin. I, I cannot stand the guy as a person. Um, and I probably that's probably what hinders me from watching anything he's in, unless I'm forced to. Um, but this movie was not good to me at all. Um, so I give it a two out of ten. So simply because I do like um, E. McKellen and some of the cast, just not Alex Baldwin. All right. So going to Fred and Andrea's first movie that they have ever joined us for with such a joygasmic time that we had together. It's a 10! It's a 10! (laughs) Batman (laughs) Forever from June 16th, 1995. And because it's their first movie, Fred and Andrea, you are first. What did you think of this movie? Would you change the ranking? So Batman Forever. Let's see. What did I give it? I gave it a 6.5. Yeah, I would probably actually drop this down. I, I'm going to drop this down to a six. I don't think it was okay. as strong as it was. Um, I did have a lot of fun watching this one. This is like the first of the the recast, the reboot of it. I thought it was good. Um, and the later ones, obviously, they fall off. But I think this one is a six. Okay. For the first time in forever. In forever. <laughs> I have to agree with Brad. I give it a six out of ten. It's not as good as Batman Returns or Batman. Um, I enjoyed those a lot more, but this one is super fun. Um, Jim Carrey yeah. did a really phenomenal jo- uh, job as the Riddler, and he's memorable. Um, and we laughed so much during that episode. Um, so a six out of ten. It's, it's watchable, and I really enjoyed it. All right, Carrie. Well, holy rusted metal, Batman. No, I'm... <laughs> and let's not forget the nipples, okay? Huh? Let's not forget the nipples. Because you see lots yeah. of Yeah. That, that, was, that, wasn't, that wasn't until the next one. The next one. Uh, oh, yes. Um, I, I, I agree that this one is fun. It's fun to watch. Um, Val Kilmer is not the worst Batman uh, ever. Uh, George Clooney. Yeah. Uh, And I, I like, I I wish it had not been quite so campy and quite so neon. Uh, I have, I have my, having been to the set, the the set of the Batcave, I have my complaints about, um, 
their use of neon and the laziness it that that it illustrated to me basically uh but yeah i'll give it a six as well okay and this one stays the same for me uh as i had originally six out of ten all right moving on to Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, June 30th, 1995. This one, Ivan Ooze, is out at 8 out of 10 for me in this movie. Just because I grew up on Power Rangers, and I don't care if it's campy or not, this movie gets an 8 out of 10 for me. Andrea, how about you? I have to agree with you. It's an 8 out of 10 for me. Freak. Yeah. It's a childhood favorite. I can watch it a million times. I don't know how many times of it I pleaded for Fred to watch this movie just because it just it's part of who I am. Um so eight out of ten. Yeah. Sweet. Fred. So Fred, are you sleeping on the couch tonight? <laughs> she has not twisted my arm hard enough and I have not <laughs> seen it. Oh. Um, oh. I, I, I watched this movie because it was on the list. Um, I have never been a big Power Rangers fan. I really wanted to be on drugs while I was watching this. I'm going to give it to... Ooh. Failed. Failed. All right. In a movie that goes a little bit lower in my rankings since uh, I've gone back to think about it, and one that we will probably all fight, carry on as well. The Phantom from June 7th, 1996. Carrie, we're going to start off with some happy notes. What did you give this one? Uh, I'm giving this a 7. It's a fun movie. It's a, you know, there's a bit of swashbuckling. There's, you know, Billy Zade running around in purple tights. Uh, it's it's fun. It's I. I I I've always have had had a soft spot spot in my heart for this movie, so yeah, I'm giving it a seven. All right, uh, Carrie, I'm oh, not Carrie. Andrea, purple tights, yay or nay? I'm gonna give it a one out of ten. I did <laughs> not like this movie at all, and I think it has to do with just the time period. I, it was just not for me at all. I did not like it. I I found a lot of problems with it. It was not enjoyable. Okay, Fred. I'm sorry, Carrie. That's I okay. agree with Andrea completely. That's okay. One out of ten. This is what you get for not like Mighty Power Rangers, okay? That's fine. I have purposely avoided that one, and I'm happy to say that. <laughs> I, I gave it a two out of ten, so I was nice. I went down from a five to a two for the Phantom. So... I appreciate, you know, I gave it, like, the swashbuckling feel, like, that's why I gave it the point. But other than that, if I never see that begin, I'll be okay. I'm sorry, Carrie. Y'all are wrong, but okay. (laughs) But something you never ought to leave the Batcave without is an ice-melting little gun or the charge card. And Batman and Robin came out on June 20th, 1997. Four out of ten for me. It was fun, but man, it was they 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 tried way too much with Poison Ivy and Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze. You know, it's gonna be a cold day in Gotham. You know, it's just it's just too much, guys. Four out of ten. What you got? Ooh. I originally I mean, gave this a three. Three. I originally was a three, but I gave it a four. 
this was originally a three for me, and I think I'm going to stick with my original vote. I'm going to keep this at three out of ten. All right. Yeah, I'm. I I originally ranked this a one. Uh, I'm going to be a bit more generous. I'm going to bump it up to two because it's it's not it's not as bad as some of the other movies on our list. But it it and and there are things I. There are things I cannot repeat on this podcast or on air ever of people who came back from the premiere of this when with their heads shaking. Um, yeah, uh, they they turned they turned one of the smartest villains in the in the Batman Rose Gallery into a lackey, and I find that deeply offensive. So um, yeah. I'll give it a two. All right. Andrea. I gave this one a three. Um, Unlike, uh, I think some of you have mentioned, like, it was very colorful. I mean, we got some nipples. Um, That's (laughs) not my thing. Butt shots. A lot of butt shots. Um, The relationship between Alfred and and Barbara was creepy. Yeah. Yeah, there were some problems, but again, it's good fun. Like I, it's not as bad as some of the other movies that we watch, and it's one that I can watch if somebody wants to watch it for the first time. I'd be like, yeah, let's just put it on, and I'll laugh about it as they enjoy it for the first time. So, three out of ten. Well, something else we could laugh about with a weird clown. And a movie we will probably never, ever watch again is the movie from August 1st, 1997. That is Spawn, I don't which, got, which got a whopping the lowest you can go on my score of a 1 out of 10. Absolutely terrible. Hopefully, um, this movie can be saved and the new release of Spawn hopefully coming out um, whenever COVID-19 is over with. So what do you guys give Spawn or should I just go ones across the board? Yeah, it's a one. I, I can't. I, I, I can't even. They they could have done it. I, I think that the clown was disgusting. I thought that the story just lacked a lot. It was pretty campy. It was just terrible. And I think that it was. I think that the thing that took me away from it is how gross and sexual it was. It just. It wasn't about Spawn himself. It was just about this perverted clown, and I just did not like it. So I gave it a one. So one. <laughs> Fred's like one. Uh, not gonna tell him about it. Just so I, I did originally uh, give that a two, and I'm definitely dropping that down to. I'll just dig a hole and bury it. And come get back out. Okay. And in a movie that you probably don't want to be one of Deacon Frost's familiars in is Blade from August 21st of 1998. Uh, Carrie, what did you give this one? Would you re-rank this one? Would you change it? Uh, No, I would still give this one a nine. I I think this movie is really, really cool. Um, Wesley Wesley Snipes is Blade. Uh, I mean, until I see... um, I don't even remember his name, uh, who got cast as the new Blade. Until I see him in the in the role, uh, 
I'm going to maintain that Wesley Snipes is Blade. Um, and the movie is so much fun. It's, yeah, it's a dime. All right. Fred? I originally uh, gave this an 8.5. Um, I think it deserved a little bit better than that. I think I underranked it. I'm going to give this a 9.5. Awesome. All right. Uh, Andrea, I almost forgot your name. <laughs> you call me <laughs> a lot. I, I really don't know who's drinking more wine, you or me. Um, but... <laughs> Not me. <laughs> but, um... I really enjoy this movie. Um, I, I like the whole entire demon, vampire, hunter kind of vibes of the movie. Um, I do agree with Carrie, so I will say 8 out of 10 for this movie. It's super watchable and very enjoyable, for sure. Awesome. I as well will give it an 8 out of 10. Uh, July 14th, 2000, we have the X-Men which our first introduction to Wolverine, played by Hugh Jackman. Uh, I'm giving this one a 7 out of 10. What about you all? I originally went 7.5 on this one. Um, again, I think I underranked this one. Uh, I'm bumping it up to an 8.5. I thought this was a lot of fun. I thought this was a great introduction to the X-Men. Um, the cast was outstanding. Um, it did have its flaws, but I, I think it played out really well. Right. Um, I have to agree with Fred. Um, I didn't give it an 8.5, but I give it an 8. I'm avoiding the 0.5s. Um, so 8 out of 10. I really enjoy this one. I grew up loving the X-Men because of this movie. Um, and even though like some of the special effects and stuff like that don't seem too realistic, it's the whimsical aspect of it. I really wanted to become an X-Men because of this movie, so... Eight out of ten. All right, Carrie. Um, I think I originally gave this a seven. Um, no, I gave this an eight um, because because it is the first X Men movie. Uh, as everyone said, the cast is amazing. Um, Halle Berry grew on me as Storm. I uh, I thought she was originally too small to 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 play a woman of storm stature in the comics, but, um, but she grew on me. Um, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm going to give it, I'm going to keep it at an eight. All right. In a movie when vampires are the ones being hunted again, we have blade two from March 21st of 2002. So, uh, we're going to give this one, uh, personally, a 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10 for that one. Um, Blade 2 was not as memorable as the first Blade movie. I actually gave it a 6 out of 10, um, thinking about just the rankings again. Um, it's, it's still very fun. Um, but I think that I would rather watch the first Blade and the third Blade and that middle one. Just there were some things that did not fit well with me. So um, I think that the story lacked a little bit of substance. So um, I ranked it 6 out of 10. All right. 
And another movie that... Hey, 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 oh, wait a minute. Oh, 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 I forgot. Hey, I forgot. Bye, hey. Peace. I'm sorry. Who hasn't given a ranking on that one? Me. Me. I was completely focused on something else. Because you know, I'm right? drinking a lot of water tonight. Yeah. At least you're pretty. Uh, at least you're pretty. Um, I am... I love this movie just about as much as I love the first Blade movie. Um, I love Guillermo del Toro's uh, style. Uh, it's got Rob frickin' Perlman in it, and he is amazing. Uh, I I appreciate that. I maintain that this may have been what inspired him to to write the design for the Strain, the Vampires in the Strain. Uh, so I am going to give this... I'm going to keep my ranking as a, as a 9. All right. All right. And Fred. So I ranked the original Blade at 8.5, and I bumped that up to a 9.5. Uh, Blade 2 originally ranked at a 7. And I'm going to hold firm on that one. I think it is ranked at a 7. I think I was really fair on that one. Um, it wasn't as good as the first one. I still thought it was excellent uh, and very watchable. Uh, 7 out of 10. All right. Awesome. And that faithful web slinger, that, that, that neighborhood-friendly Spider-Man. That's right. This is Toby McGuire's Spider-Man from May 3rd, 2002. How are we looking, fam? This one is a difficult one for me. Um, I really enjoyed it growing up, but I didn't realize how problematic it was until we did the rewatch and just how very... Tight MJ shirts were. Um, yeah, very sexist and very sexualized. It was just, come on, high school, get it together. Um, I'm going to give it... Ugh. Ugh. I, I'm between seven and eight, to be honest. I, I think I'm gonna go with my original gut feeling, a seven out of ten. It was one of my favorite Spider-Man movies, um, just because it's what started everything, and I think that it was very well done. But there are some problems, and I think that as a young viewer, I think the perception of what they should be might be distorted by it. But again, if you take that aside, really enjoyed this movie. Okay. So I think I I think I had said when we originally talked about this movie was that, um, and I was actually just t- talking about this with a friend uh, this weekend. This movie was made before science became co- science nerds became cool, and Peter Parker is traditionally a bit of a science nerd, like a major science nerd. Uh, and they took that part of his character out, and I didn't realize how much I missed it until until I got to the um, Amazing Spider-Man movies. That said, this is the first time we have seen a live-action Spider-Man, and it's it's a decent movie. Um, it's not it's not as good as the X-Men, uh, but it's for the the time that it came out, it, it was a decent movie. It was fun. I'm going to give this a 7. 
I originally ranked this one at a seven. Um, I really, really want to rank this one higher. I really enjoyed it when I was younger, uh, but for the same reasons Andrea's calling that a little lower is for Kirsten Dunst's performance and her wardrobe, for that matter. Um, I really want to rank it into an 8, an 8.5, but I just can't. Um, but I am bumping it from a 7 to a 7.5. Okay, and I originally personally had it at a 5 myself, um, but really thinking it over just a little bit more, um, I think I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. Uh, what, what, what kind of docks it a lot for me is the fact that you had what felt like 30-year-olds trying to play high school seniors. Right. Um, and, 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 that, and it makes it it makes it difficult to really gain that perception. I didn't like the fact that Peter Parker was going to graduate in this movie rather than um, allowing him to explore kind of like the Spider-Man we got now of him growing up in school as the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, which I think, I think, I think is what was missing from this movie. Um, I, I really liked Norman Osborn's character as Green Goblin. I think he did a phenomenal job, and I hated how quickly he was erased from the series. I think he could have been really. I think if I know it was unheard of back then, but I think if they had made him a continual villain for the, through the three films to an ultimate battle and a final one, I think it'd have been really. Um, They've been really interesting, but it just I didn't happen agree back then. I agree with you yep. there. So even if it took him three films to figure out who the Green Goblin finally was. Um, I think it would have been interesting. So, all right. So here's what we're gonna do. This, this, this. We're running a little long, so we're not gonna get through all these movies. So we're gonna go through two more, everybody, and then we're going to break this episode into two parts. So the next time we record, we'll do another two. We'll do the last rounds of movies. So for the next time, you don't have any other movie to watch either. Um, but for our last two movies, uh, we're gonna end with one movie that. A man just likes to wear red tights. And no, I'm not talking about Spider-Man. Somebody who can't see and he's probably color matched wrong. Daredevil. The the Valentine's movie from February 14th of 2003. So what do you give this Valentine's movie, Carrie? Uh, I actually like this movie a um probably more than I than I should. I thought it was a, I thought it was a decent movie. Um, I think um, I originally gave this a 6.5. I'm going to bump the theatrical release down to a 6 and give the director's cut a 7 because I think uh, again, I think the director's cut is a superior uh, superior movie. Uh, and it, it's it's just the better a better version of the film. Okay. I, I agree. Looking back at this movie, um, rewatching it, and then reconsidering it with all the other movies that I have in the list, I originally marked it as 6.5. I'm, I'm going to bump it up to a 7. And I do agree with that. Um, I think that this one's a 7 out of 10. Uh, for the same reasons, I really enjoyed it. Um, I think that for all the hate or dislike a lot of people have for Ben Affleck. I think that he did a really good job with with Daredevil and um, I liked Elektra, um, her introduction and um, Kingpin. I think that this was a really, really nice portrayal of him. May he rest in peace. Um, oh yeah. Um, but I really enjoyed this Daredevil movie. So 7 out of 10. 
Okay. I'm probably oddball. I'm giving it a four out of ten. I bumped it up from a three, so at least I bumped it up. Um, <laughs> and who knows? Right. So who knows? By the time we finish this entire show um, in 2032, we'll, we'll be we'll we're be probably doing caught four, up. We we'll go back through this entire list all over series. again. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I, it may bump up to a six or so, but uh, for right now, it's a four out of ten for me. All right, and a movie that came out a few months later, and um, and this will be our last movie we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, the sequel to X Men, X Men Two, May second of two thousand and three. Uh, I get this movie a six out of ten. I. Uh, I like the direction-ish they were going with it. I wish they would have kept going um, that direction. I liked the the whole Strikers, um, you know, finding out Logan's past. And um, I like seeing the factions really starting to form between Pyro and, and, and Iceman. And, and seeing that, I wish they would have kept going with it um, in a better way in the third one. Um, but X-Men 2, I'm giving it a 6 out of 10. What about you all? I wasn't here for an original um, breakdown of this episode. I think Andrea and I were away somewhere on vacation. Uh, but X-Men 2, I, I have seen it. I have seen it multiple times. I don't think it's as strong as the first one. I gave that one an 8.5. I'm going to give this one a 6.5. All right. I will actually probably surprise a lot of people with my ranking for this one. I think that... I have to disagree with Fred. I enjoy this one a lot more than I enjoyed sure. X-Men. Um, I know, right? Oh. Um, I <laughs> love this movie because it brought Nightcrawler into the picture. I think that the portrayal yes. of Nightcrawler in this movie, I wish it would have been used a lot more. Um, the main scene at the very beginning at the White House with Nightcrawler is phenomenal. And just the music, it just hypes you up. Um, I really enjoyed all the superheroes and all the um, X-Men that we were able to see in this movie. Um, like you guys said, the tension between um, um, what's there, Bobby and what's his name? Um, Pyro. Pyro. Yes, Pyro. Um, I really, really enjoyed their their dynamic. I really like the Striker storyline. Um I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. I, I really wow. love this movie. And I can watch it a million times and never get tired of it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm actually going to agree with Andrea. I, I originally re re ranked this as a 7. I have no idea why I was smoky that day. Uh, I'm also going to bump this up to a 9. It is, it is the better movie of the tonight. two. I, it is the better movie of the of the first two X Men movies, and that uh, is ninety nine percent because they completely nailed Nightcrawler, mm -hmm. and Nightcrawler is one of my favorite my favorite. I love it. I agree. If if Night if Nightcrawler had sucked, I would be ranking this a one because <laughs> because that that is what made the movie for me. I mean everything else everything else is fine. I, Again, I will quote Magneto to Logan, not everything is about you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I get it, but uh, making making Wolverine the central focus again is, um, it gets old. 
I like I like to see them branch out a bit, and yeah, uh, it and I, I maintain that the only that the only thing that would have made this movie suck, other than watching Nightcrawler, would have been if there had not been a sequel. Mm-hmm. Based on that ending, now I don't have to necessarily like what they did with the sequel, um, but I don't hate it, and we'll get to that in the next in the next uh, episode, I guess. But um, yeah, yeah. Um, hey, so yeah, we would we would have loved to gone through like the entire list, but unfortunately, the list is so long that we would have to break it up into two. So, um, and I know our host appreciates because if not, we'd be here another hour. hour hour plus two. going Easy. through the rest of these movies so uh so we'll get back to that here in a couple weeks so be on the lookout for that episode um but until we sign off until we see you guys again uh you can find me on twitter myself at uh, the dc mike and uh where can we find you fred you can find me on twitter at uh freddy Wong kenobi that's f-r-e-d-d-y-w-o-n kenobi all right, and Carrie, where can we find you? You can find me at Carrie Blackfire Forty Two. That's K E R I Blackfire Forty Two. And Andrea, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at I'm K- <laughs> just looking at my <laughs> at K A T Z B That's cats bears. Yeah. Oh boy. And you can find all of our shows, guys, at Random Chatter. Look, we have a lot of shows here that we are all on. Um and 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 we are all vastly out there. Uh Andrea is on uh Tight Beam. Um she is on Cape Chronicles. She is on um I'm trying to think. Star Wars ones that Knights of the Hotel on the back burner for a while. We, it's they're coming, guys. They're coming. Andrea's on there. Fred is on those as well. He's on Cape Chronicles. Are you on anything else, Fred? The rim, Along with Andrea. Uh, the whole table. Yeah. All right. Um, Not all to Alvarado Rim. Though those are coming, guys. We promise those are coming. Um, you know, life gets in the way sometimes, and it just happens. So be on the lookout for those as well. Um, Carrie, you are on DC Talk with me. You're on Cape Chronicles. You are on Sci-Fi Podcast sci-fi pubcast um good good podcasts as well uh you can find me of course on dc talk as well caped chronicles um mike's movie minute uh i just uh one just released today on bill and ted's excellent adventure you know stay excellent dudes and um then uh previously on lost which is a lost podcast on the retro zap network so check those out and you can find Guardians, you can find um, Movie Chatter, you can find the chocolate chip cookie that's in Fred's camera right now. Uh, <laughs> you can find any podcast you want, guys. Go to randomchatter.com. Hey, let us know what you think and think about our rankings. Um, talk, talk to us in Discord. And uh, But other than that, I don't really have anything else. I do know that the music you heard on this podcast is Shotgun Senorita by Blue Stolly and as silly as it sounds, all trademarks are owned by the respective owners. By the way, did you guys notice that I said that last line without notes open on my screen simply because of the fact I've said it so many daggum flipping times (laughs) that I haven't memorized by now? Because High Roller Mojo is for DC. No, it's High Roller Mojo. It's not Blue. It's not Shotgun. It's High Roller Mojo by Blue Stolly. But wow. I think you, said it without, you are so fired, dude. Say what? You, you said it without breathing, so you get props for that. For, yeah, <laughs> I think I think originally 
Shotgun Senorita was not Cape Chronicles. It was a DC Talk version, wasn't it? It was originally DC Talk way back in the day before we got cool. And um, so check all those things out, everybody. Until next time, I am Mike. That is Carrie, Andrea, and Fred. And peace out, everybody. Peace. Bye.